0: let's go what's up everybody welcome to Town tv this is brian here with kyle luke and jimmy today we're going to be covering season seven episode seven of the cw show the hundred entitled queen's gambit and this was binge crew hall of famer Lindsay morgan aka raven's directorial debut we didn't see her character until the very end of the
1: episode but what did we think guys I thought this episode was great. Especially I wasn't on the podcast last episode and thank god cuz I would have just been shit talking the whole hour. Boo. Yeah, I mean there was a couple of highlights of course, but this episode I I really didn't have many complaints. It wasn't the best episode, but at the same time like if you just consider this episode more of a transitional one, it it was a really it was a really good episode.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. There's a couple things that we'll get to that I didn't like a lot, but otherwise I I was into the episode. Um, I have a tweet, like we always do, from our Twitter account, Bingetown TV, just to see what you guys uh, thought of the episode. We had 32% of you guys said loved it, 36% said it was good, and 32% said could have been better. So that was a little surprising, just to uh, see that. At, right before this podcast started, it could have been better was actually the leader. So what little buzzer you? beater. Yeah, a little, little buzzer beater for it was good. That's my squad. I think, <laughs> I think the same thing.
1: Do you think this... This episode uh, um, has the most, like, named characters we saw of any episode this season so far. Like, we saw pretty much... I think the whole...
2: Th- everybody everyone, we wanted right? to, Bell- except Bell I know, was a flashback, yeah. but not yeah. a lot. Yeah. We
1: pretty much saw every named character except for Indra. Yeah, I think so. Which is cool, you know? Like This is what we've kind of been missing. Like, we want the whole team being filmed here. Even though we didn't get a lot of Clark in the in the group at the end, at least they made an appearance. And it kind of felt a little bit more normal, but... I don't know, I, I just miss everybody together and I think we're yep. getting closer and closer to that Avengers moment. So there was I a agree. lot of
3: exploring like every single character's like psychology at the moment too, which was nice. Kinda needed that a little bit.
0: It's a big ensemble and they're all kind of all over the place
3: at the moment
0: so if they're not physically in the same setting then it's hard to kind of cover all of those storylines in the same episode but the setting we're going to be covering first is the alpha slash sanctum storyline and the first characters that we see here are murphy
1: and amori i gotta give a shout out to kathleen because she'd be pissed at me if i didn't say shirtless murphy (laughs) shirtless murphy yeah hot boy hot boy murphy yeah um, so one of the first lines we get of, the, of this storyline is Murphy kind of just tells Amori right away, like, Indra isn't here. She's not at Sanctum right now. She went looking for her friends. And basically, you know, we've been talking about it a little bit. She's not considered – um she's considered a guest star on the show, so this was just an easy way for her to be written out of this entire – because she's not in this entire episode. I think she's the only named character that we know that wasn't in this entire episode. Right. Not very Commander-like. Seriously. Yeah, exactly. she, she just, just
2: like becomes... slinks away. <laughs> Seriously though, that is actually yeah. a good point. You know, the last
3: time we saw her was her boss and bitches around.
1: And to even piggyback off that, we don't even see the bitch she was bossing around night this episode. He was yeah. the other, I guess, oh, character true, we didn't yeah. see. Well clearly he failed, failed his
0: we'll gun. Yeah, he failed his gun. We'll hit that later. But oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so no injury in this episode, but we do get Murphy and Amori. Um and Amori is kind of planning this reunification ceremony. She says it's more or less the lasting legacy of what Kaylee Prime was doing. So we kind of, we already knew that Kaylee Prime was kind of sympathetic to the the gnolls in that whole situation. But Amori is trying to continue that.
1: Right. They're just doing their best job as being the only quote unquote Primes there to try and, you know, bring everyone together. Because there's just always this tension at Sanctum, no matter what, um... They do know that the the prisoners are kind of, like, on the outskirts right now, but if they can get the faithful on their side, like, this is just, like, a good idea to start bringing up the morale around Sanctum.
2: Yeah, but it's it's important to note, too, that Murphy's not into it. He actually yeah. doesn't agree. Yeah,
3: Morrie's trying to do it by the book, right. and Murphy's just being Murphy. Yeah.
1: He's just so over faking being a prime. Like, he doesn't want any part of it. He never wanted any part of it, and that's just kind of where we're at.
2: Yeah, and I just don't think he thought that it would go well, and we'll get yeah. to that, yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, he tries... Almost twice to convince her not to do it. Right. Twice that we see on screen. But But he does love her, so he said after I bring my breakfast to or the breakfast to Shade to Russ Hate, I'll come. Yeah, that was the note Before I had like yeah.
3: leaving the scene was that he loves her, but he's definitely worried about her. Yeah, she
0: plays the uh doesn't want Murphy to go to Hell card too. She there's a quote she says, The road out of hell is paved with good deeds, like do this, you know, reunite people with their families, this is a good thing, like test your I, I think.
1: I thought I took that scene as like she freaked him out a little bit because she knows that's his fear and she didn't mean to say that word. But like once she did, she had to like backtrack yeah, it a little bit. Yeah. Not going yeah. to hell. Yeah. Okay. I mean, no. he kind of like expression. He then... kind of
3: digs back at her a little bit. Somewhat of a backhanded compliment. when He's like, you know, you're starting to get used to this whole being worshipped thing which circles back around a little later. Yep. But then well, she gets back at it with a nice little besides you've been worshipping me the for years. The exact wording yeah. he
0: says is you like being queen, you know, queen of the castle here. And the episode's called Queen's Gambit and we have a couple references. You know, yeah. the queen is a motif in this episode as we'll get when we get to Russ Hayda's storyline.
1: Right. So I think that's pretty much all we get out of this scene. Um, Right away, I think we stay on Sanctum and our next scene is we're going to see uh, we're going to see Maddie being counseled in like a therapeutic way by um dr jackson Jackson. dr jackson he's kind of being a shrink yeah and we're seeing yeah we're seeing more of the pictures that i think it's honestly been since episode well we last episode we saw the anomaly
2: stone
3: Yeah. yeah She's her talking anomaly to the... stone? Like she Remember, heard... she drew it. We talked yeah. about okay, it. Okay,
1: so this is the third time, because the first time we saw it was like all the way back in the beginning when right. like she With was having the dreams and stuff. Yeah. By
2: the way, Gaia's still missing. You're, you're asking who's... Oh, true, yeah. true,
1: true, true. So we're up to three named characters we don't see this episode. Right,
2: yeah. And her drawing kind of looked like people
3: activating the stone.
1: It was totally Earth. Yeah. Yeah, that it was like totally people activating Becca, the stone. Becca Franco's memory as the first commander, and that's how Maddie's seeing it. She doesn't know why she's seeing it. She never saw it before. I just think that's earth and I right. feel more confident about that after the end of the episode. Yeah, and actually
2: said that's what we said last episode too. Yeah, Correct me exactly. if I'm
0: wrong, but I think Jackson says what is this a picture of like what do you think of this thing that you drew and I think the word she said was it looks dangerous something like that yeah, I think. And he yeah, he shoots
3: back that it looks beautiful to him.
0: Interesting. But what is yeah, he and then they, know? they...
1: They have a little, like, corny conversation about, I mean, maybe I'm the only one that took it as corny about, like, you know, we're, we're back on, anytime Maddie's on the screen is really just the center theme is just her being a kid, um, and am I an asshole, because, like, I don't really care about that, like, I don't care about that storyline, like, I don't really care, like, There's way bigger things on the line than if Maddie's getting a good childhood or not.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that until the drawings come to a head, they're just biding biding their time with Maddie. I mean, it's just filler to me.
1: Exactly. Like we even commented in the first like four. It took her like three or four episodes. Like she was missing in all the Sanctum scenes. Right.
3: Yeah. It all it all makes sense in the context of like her storyline, but it's just obviously not as interesting as watching russ hay to do things or like when we're back on bardo so it's just stacking up next to everything else that's happening it's definitely the least interesting
1: yeah like i thought this episode did a great job of of raising the alpha storyline in my opinion like i was way more interested like after this episode but maddie's part in this storyline is my least favorite of all of it
2: yeah i mean i don't even know where they're gonna go with the drawings like how are they going to even make that a thing that she still doesn't know what they are? Maybe after we get the reveal somewhere else, they'll just say, oh, hey, Maddie, uh, I guess you were drawing them. Like <laughs> That's
0: what I was thinking. Like, what's the relevancy of her having that knowledge going to be unless it's, like,
2: just her link to the past commanders and somehow I mean, they're going to
0: make that a bigger deal? Yeah, I
2: mean, that would be interesting if, like maybe like she has something like to be the key as well and she's and Clark's not the only key. We don't know what the key means, but we have a guess and that wouldn't make Maddie I don't know if we're gonna get into that this episode or not, but um who knows? Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, maybe
3: can... they get clearer, so they get a clearer picture of like what actually happened on Earth instead of like we get two sides of the story instead of the survivors of what happened on Earth. Well, I don't we
1: know. know we already know that next episode's gonna be all yeah. about the origins of Earth, so maybe who knows? Like maybe the end of the episode ends with Bill what, how do Kadog? I yeah. hate that it's not no, Cadogan, it's Cadogan, 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 okay. Yeah. Okay. Cadogan. Bill Cadigan yeah. yeah, it's Cadigan yeah. it could be Bill Cadigan and his group like going into the anomaly to go to Bardo and like that scene could be what Maddie was drawing. Maybe they transition back to Sanctum as like a way to you know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, like, eh, whatever. I don't know. I don't we'll know. We'll find out. She can, can draw though. We She's just get
0: that whole flashback through Maddie's perspective too. Maybe it's like her recollection. Could be a dream event. or something. Yeah, something yeah, like that. But are we done with Maddie and Jackson? Yeah, yeah at just I mean, one
3: I... point. It, it's nice to see that the beautiful game has endured all of these hundreds of years <laughs> and human conflict, or so, on different planets, hundreds of years later, and we're, we're talking playing. about soccer.
1: Now? Oh yeah, um, nice... I like that too. Actually, yeah, now nice. that you mention it, yeah, yeah it's and
3: you know, cool. shout out to my squad, Liverpool. It wasn't was really cool, like, like
1: it was a pretty cool quote when um Maddie was talking about her childhood while her parents wouldn't let her play soccer because if she scraped her knee, the night blood would start showing. Yeah. Right, that was right. a cool little you know flashback to, it's a nice to level Maddie Clark. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. I think I mean I think it would be very interesting if it seems like we're like not interested and then somehow she's actually the key and not Clark later, like yeah. later and towards the end of the season. But well, it, but we,
3: we just said it's not interesting, but we just I talked. said not
1: interested. No, oh, I'm oh, just oh, saying, yeah, we just yeah, talked yeah. a decent amount about it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Moving on. <laughs>
0: yeah, my closing point on that would be that, by that logic, Shade Hada, a.k.a. Russ Hada, might be a logical, quote-unquote, key. And sure. he is in the next scene that we get on Sanctum with Murphy.
1: Yeah, this is part one of three separate scenes where we have their back and forth in um, Shade Hada's cell with the chessboard. Um, so yeah, so the first, this first one here, we have Murphy walking towards it, and we finally see Alyssa again, yeah. who is the other named faithful that's not fucking Trey. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, like, she kind of has, like, a little comment saying how she wants to be the one that's going to deliver the food, and Murphy's like, yeah, whatever. Give it to yeah. me. Kind of Super her Daniel
3: Prime-like.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So then we get Murphy going in um, with, with Russ Hada to his back to the door, so he doesn't know that it's Murphy now. He's just kind of talking his shit, saying, like, Ooh, another servant's coming in. Mm-hmm. And then when he realizes it's Murphy, the whole conversation's energy just kind
2: of changes. Because he, right.
1: he sees this as another out to play his whole manipulation game. Mm-hmm.
2: And how, how funny is it that it's a cookie that gives him the message after we were literally talking about earlier in the season when we were like, is that Shade Ada's first ever cookie? Or <laughs> you know? And we were waiting for it to be a message, and it wasn't. And now this time it actually is.
3: Who's baking these fucking cookies? Alyssa. Alyssa. It's gotta be true. Alyssa. Hey, it's, it's not Raven. 100% Alyssa. Raven's
2: cooking the stew. Dangerous <laughs> cooking the soup, dude. What if they
0: committed an entire episode to a cook-off between Alyssa and Raven? Would you watch that, Kyle?
3: Yeah, yeah I'm in. <laughs> well, okay, entire episode, like? An entire episode. I'm in. Word.
0: Anything else happen in this conversation? I
1: fear oh, we're getting off track. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. All right, so we have... This scene is what confirms that Murphy already off-screen learned about the fact that Russ Russell is Shade Hada.
2: Um, Well, Injur tells him last episode, right? Did she tell him? Pretty sure.
3: Yeah, right before her speech.
2: Yeah, yeah, when she... she, Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, But Murphy doesn't
3: really have a reaction, because he doesn't fucking care. Mori has more of a reaction, because she actually knows.
2: Right.
0: Okay. This is the first time we learned that Shade or Russ Hada is privy to that information that Murphy knows.
1: Right, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they just start getting into um, – he starts playing the whole – what he did to Nelson, basically, when Nelson was in the cell. He's like, we're going to yeah. play chess, and this is just like him playing literal 3D chess, like with the mind games, all that going on. Um, yeah, I really a, like it. There's a couple of good quotes in this. In this, yeah, um, I'm,
2: I'm saying every episode. J.R. Bourne just so does it good. for me. Yeah. so He's good. so good, man. He He's just changes
3: the tone so quickly.
2: I mean, I honestly would probably say my favorite actor – Actor on the show, not necessarily character, but I think actor.
1: He elevates the Alpha storyline so much higher than I thought possible, and like I felt that after, what was it, two episodes ago when he act- or maybe was it last episode? When when did, when did Shade Hater? Hada- yeah, it was last episode when Shade hated got like a lot of screen time, getting yeah. all of his okay, speeches, yeah. okay. convincing Murphy and stuff. So. Now I'm just looking forward to when he's on the screen. Yeah, I mean, right, he just—it
2: was, was two episodes ago when he stopped Murphy from getting burned, right? Yeah, and yeah, the was... last episode was yeah.
1: when he when he had the Nelson conversation Nelson, with Chad right. Ford. Yep,
2: yeah. yep, yeah, yeah, and he was good in just all of them.
3: Every little scrap of info he just uses it so well to his advantage. Yeah, like every little thing is now important. To him, like you just said, now it's the first time he knows that Murphy knows who he is. So that's he's gonna probably assume that other people do too, and he'll use that to his advantage somehow.
2: Yeah, and in this part, this is where he tells Murphy, you know, we're gonna play chess, and you know, you need to beat me because you want to be a hero. And he's like, no, I don't, I don't think you know me really. And he's like, okay, fine, but if you lose, people are gonna die. You know, if you win, I'll, I'll give you the information if you want to be the hero. You know,
1: and that's kind of been a little bit of Murphy's final arc theme because we had the hero lines a couple episodes ago, too. When he was gonna get burned alive, you know, he's like, God, like, when's the rest of the crew coming back? Like, I hate being a hero, right? You know, and he obviously that's not like what he wants at the forefront of his mind, but they get to talking, going back and forth, like you're saying. Like, Russell's kind of hinting at some, some shit's about to go down. And the one quote I, I like that he really, I really like that he said was. Um, when Murphy asked him if something bad was going to happen, and he says, bad depends on your perspective, but from your perspective, yes, something bad is about right. to happen. Right. And I was like, yeet, yeah, so yeah. cool. <laughs> and he's, got, he's got Murphy yeah.
3: totally cornered, which will come up a little later, but because, I mean, like he says, he, he Murphy owes him a debt, saved his life, and now he drops that people are going to die if Murphy doesn't do this. And Murphy, although he won't say it, obviously cares.
1: He's the dark hero of the story. Yeah. Always doing what's right. Um, but I think the last part of this first conversation, not always, conversa- not always. <laughs> but uh, I think the last important notable part of this first conversation between Murphy and Roseda was Murphy starts the game with the actual chess move of the it's called the Queen's Gambit strategy, yeah. and he starts it, and it's long story short, something yeah. about being aggressive in front of your queen on the board. But another shout out to the Queen motif throughout this episode. He also cool.
3: says move or like make your move. And then Shade Hader looks at him, and then Murphy yeah. like, kind of cowers back down and says, please. And I was like, why are you fucking saying please? Yeah.
2: Dude, he knows Shade is a badass. I mean, well, only only Knight actually knows right now. <laughs> but, my gosh, you know. He's got it. I mean, I guess at this point we have to—anybody re- who knows he's Shade Hader knows he's just a and, badass. Yeah,
1: and I'm sure the way Indra talks about him to Murphy and Amori is, is giving enough to know that she's kind of like— not fearful of shade hata but the way she would be talking about him like he would know that she's a threat right he's a threat right they all know he's very dangerous
0: for more reasons than one yeah any other point we do get another scene of mercy murphy and russ but any other we get three of them
1: that that's the part one yeah the next the next scene right after that conversation goes right right into nelson in the pub yep the saloon the saloon saloon. (laughs) sorry sorry the
0: saloon (laughs) the saloon uh, so yeah, it's Nelson and Nikki, Nelson and Nikki. <laughs> he Nelson. walked out of the room with Shade Heta as Nelson 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 basically. I think I wrote him as Nelly in one of my notes. Who knows? <laughs> uh, so Nelson and Nikki, and Nikki's essentially just like, "Hey Nelson, what's?" Or I guess N- Nelson asks Nikki, "What's your end game? You know, what are you what are you trying to do with these guns? What's the deal?" And is kind of trying to recruit him to Shade Heta's aid and just kind of align the same way, or was he just Trying to merge the Elegious people and the children of Gabriel, would you say?
1: You're you're asking what his goal was or her goal? His goal. His goal was just always death to primes, and that's like even repeated again this episode. But it's obvious. I think Kyle brought it up last episode. Like it's obvious that that goal's done. Like there's no primes left. Like he knows that. Um, Nicky Bang know, Bang Nicky
0: says it. What face? does death to primes mean if there
2: are no more primes to make dead? I mean, I. I think it's up to interpretation what his actual goal was in this conversation because we get a little bit later, we might ask the question when we talk about the actual unification ceremony. But, um, you know, is he just playing on the, sitting on the fence, just still trying to figure out what he should do? Is he, because he's our good guy Nelson sometime? You know, he just batted a f- the girl, the fire off the girl and burned his hands not too long ago. Um, but he but he also had that conversation with Shade Hayda who said, you know, join, join Nicky, get the guns. You know, yeah. so, well, he, I mean, like you said, he has
3: his ultimate goal that he's been striving his entire life for is kind of melted away in front of him. Now, Shade Hayda shows him a new path that he's not fully down with, but he's willing to explore it. So that's what I think this conversation's yeah, about. Yeah, I thought
0: he was sympathetic to Shade Hayda and that's why he was approaching Nikki. Just putting out a feeler saying, yeah. what's your end game with the guns? Maybe, you know. He's definitely we'll curious. Hada's he needs
3: right, he needs oh. a convincing, but I mean, he's definitely curious about what right. she's getting after.
1: And I think that was all planned. Yeah, like you're yeah. saying He it doesn't like, like what the he hears. There's plan of Shade hate mind fucking him. Like yeah. he's just like doesn't know what he wants anymore. And it even so when Amore comes over a little bit later after Nikki leaves and she's, you know, faking being the prime, but he she knows, they both know that she's not an actual prime. So that conversation gets a little interesting. Um and then like, you know, he gets up and yells at her in like starts getting in her face screaming at her and saying like my people are watching. Right. Basically, shout out to Nelson for being a fucking smart again. I I love that. Like, It's just so cool that he still does that. But that also leads me to think that because he's still playing it up like that, I think he still cares about... The higher ups and sanctum having control over the masses, like the faithful, because like he could just blow that up whenever he wanted. Right. But the fact that he's not leads me to believe that he wants the faithful under control because if they find out all the primes are gone, they're just gonna, you know, go crazy. Right. Yeah. That that's makes a sense. really good point. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. And then what Amori comes in pretty hot with her, what empathy, her personal anecdote of how she can relate to him. The
2: first we time we, the we ever crawl. hear. Yeah, yeah, the first time we ever hear about freak Draena. freak
1: Draina is just the term the the, the Earth equivalent of a null. Right, yeah. exactly. It's
3: a legitimate parallel she tries to pull. Right, she does. I mean, it, what she's saying makes a lot of sense. It's just Nelson at this point is almost too far gone to hear it.
1: I really wish that early seasons dropped that word just once. Right, because like yeah. I'm I'm in the middle of a rewatch because I'm trying to make my rewatch finish when the actual season seven finishes. And like, I'm right around season three and there's just no mention right. of Frick Drina, but like, it, you Drina. know, it's, it's cool. Cause they're playing back to like, there's still, it counts as like a playback to the earlier seasons.
2: Yeah. And like Kyle said, I mean, it, it is a great parallel and I mean, you know, he actually comes back and says they can burn for all I care, you know, but uh, you can tell that he's still, you know, he cares. He does care. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean he even stopped one of the faithful burning alive, like and they're not his friends, like while they're his people because they were born on like Alpha and stuff, like yeah. you know. Nelson's a good he's a good yeah. guy. And
3: Amori is the only person there basically that can empathize a little bit with their like obviously people can be like oh it's sad that you got kicked out, but Amory knows exactly what that feels like. Nelson doesn't know who his parents are was kicked out of his life basically because he doesn't have the qualities that they want. Amori is the same exact thing. I mean, I don't know. She gave a great effort.
1: I I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, and that was the whole thing. Amori was only over there to invite him to the reunification ceremony, right. so she was kind of off I think she said, uh, "Let me give you this. Like, let me help you reunite with your parents. Let me." Yeah.
3: And I guess it technically works. I'm in. It kind of works.
2: Yeah, yeah. We'll quick, get to that. <laughs> a quick rewind too. We didn't get to when when uh, therapist Jackson was talking to Maddie. He's uh, he runs into Amori. And he actually tries to convince her as well that this isn't a good idea. And and actually, uh, Murphy's walking by going, oh, maybe you can convince her. You yeah. Know, like-
3: I had this bolded in my notes right now because I know we I was going to talk about it a little later. But this was a great part only because or mostly because Amori admits out loud that like she has issues with what happened in her past. Right and that she's trying to fix those along with bringing peace. Right. Yeah, Which I thought it was a, a big I mean, maybe not a huge moment for her, but I really liked that.
1: This has been a good season for Mori in my opinion, like she's been rising in, yeah. in, in like my character rankings um mm-hmm. yeah. yeah.
3: And it was like I said to you guys a little earlier through text saying and like this was a big episode for people like characters revealing their internal motivations and like trauma that they have and like how it affects them and how they're dealing with it. That mm-hmm. I thought was a good theme throughout as well.
2: Yeah, so she tells Jackson just to help her out, and he's going to be the one she's collecting the DNA, and he's going to be testing it to show who the parents are, and and matching everybody up. So,
1: right, I think I think what they call the ceremony, maybe it's not until later, but it's called the unification right. ceremony. Just you know, again, we already touched on it a little bit, but trying to just bring some peace to Sanctum, so it's not just always chaos and always tension.
2: Right. So to end that scene with. Uh, Amori and Nelson, when he walks away, she uh, gets her CSI unit out and grabs the cup. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that she can take his DNA. I
3: would be upset not to mention that when Amori comes up to him initially and was like, can I sit here or whatever? And he was like, why do I care? Like, I'm not here anymore. And like, it's about to walk away. I like that line.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so now the next alpha storyline scene we get here is Flash 2, Murphy, and Russ Hader Part 2. And this is when we get a certain name drop if you guys know what i mean mm. that was just absolutely awesome um I don't, I don't remember the very beginning of the conversation but basically it gets to a point when they're in the middle if of I the could, chess the game be- the
0: beginning of the conversation is murphy's trying to think of an excuse to leave and he doesn't want to tell him why he wants to leave and she says shade Hata, Russ russ says it's to see Frick, freak freak isn't it like you need to go be with amori right so Russ Hayden knows about Amori and that attachment for Murphy, which is not good for Murphy.
3: And he knows her a little bit because he drops the same line that Murphy told her earlier, that she's getting taking a liking to being worshipped. He just knows that from looking at her, I guess.
2: Yeah, so then when he pushes Murphy's buttons, he says that you know the Dark Commander, meaning R- Russ Hayden, hates women because his mother gave him up to fight in the Conclave, and then our girl Alexa became everyone's favorite commander, commander after him. So there's the reference we're talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, love
1: hearing Lex's name. That was so just a shout out. Oh the yeah. The fact that they even said like that was everybody's favorite commander. That was just looking <laughs> us right in the yeah. eyes. Like, What's <laughs> up, That's Vince Town TV? What's up? But uh, I do want to also give a shout out to Lindsey Morgan's direction, uh, directorial strategy. I guess the camera angle here is this scene. If you you got to do yourself a favor and go back and watch it. If you if you don't know what I'm talking about right away. When they're having this conversation going back and forth between, you know, Russell's chirp and then Murphy saying, Well, you know, like well, everyone like Lexa, and he's like, You don't even and he starts freaking out and stuff like that. The camera is constantly like going circling the chessboard Mm -hmm. and I took that as you never because whoever it was facing was kind of the one talking. That person was leading the conversation. You thought that person had the had the upper edge, hand. Yeah. and then it just switched, and then it just did it like four times, and it was so organic with the conversation that was yeah, going on. That's funny. I was like, Jesus.
3: I like that. I, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't notice it, but the note that I had written down was like, "This is a nice punch counter punch." Yeah, like going on exactly. right now. Exactly,
1: and it fits. It's literally like it just switches. She did it perfectly. Like anytime you thought. Oh, that was good. He's right. Oh, that was good. It was like, that's who the angle was on, and it was it was just really well done.
2: That's interesting. I didn't catch that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so then, you know, the Dark Commander, meaning, obviously, again, Russ Hayda he knows Murphy, too, and he's saying, you know, if you're the cockroach, he didn't say cockroach, but he says, if you're the real survivor, you know, you would think you would want to get on the good side of, of this guy, you know? I mean, Jr. Bourne, man. Dude,
0: he... He starts to grab hold of this situation and starts dominating the conversation. He sa- he says something, actually exactly what he says is, I like you, John, you amuse me. Oh, um, yeah. He takes out the queen, which we obviously, in this scene specifically, it's it's mirroring a Mori, and Ross Hada says, what are your intentions? Ah, you want revenge for the queen. And he's just alluding to, I I could take her out if I really wanted to hurt right. you. Right. Like, keep an eye out for me. You do not want to be on my bad side.
1: And also like right around that part, he did another, uh, J.R. Bourne did another acting strategy that just completely just steals the scene again, similar to what he did against Nelson. When, when he was talking with Nelson and like Nelson, which is kind of kind of, casually having a conversation with him and then he just like says like sit down and you know like mm. you, you know whatever he says to nelson what he says in this episode is like murphy's about to start getting heated and he goes before you threaten me and he like starts freaking out at him and he like makes like these facial expressions it's like jesus christ jr born you're killing it man yeah. he's really elevating shade Hater. i like, mean i care about this villain now yeah, Like I i'm think he's in. awesome. yeah b-tom
3: said it yeah. last episode i believe that he's pretty much all in yeah i'm um, a little slower on the uptake, but I'm all in. It.
1: It's so weird because like, the stakes aren't as high as the anomaly scenes, but it feels like they are because he's just such a good villain. He's such it's a good like actor. It's like we
0: keep saying, we're going to get an Avengers moment at some point, and all these storylines are going to start to overlap, and you better believe Shade Hada is going to be yeah. in Hell the yeah. mix when that happens.
2: Yeah, I mean, Jason Rothenberg, he promised, he said that, you know, we'll be more interested in, in Russ Hayda, you know, now he didn't necessarily say now J.R. Bourne's playing him, but this season... You know, and it's true, man. I really, I wasn't expecting it at all. He's just
3: so good at reading people.
1: It's it's just so fun to yeah. to, to have a villain that's just like this smart. Like you're saying, like he just yeah. knows how to work every single piece of information he gets to the point where it's believable. it's not. It doesn't even feel like you know. It it all feels real, like an organic of like how he would do it if he was gonna do it. If he was gonna manipulate people, is it? Is it
3: this encounter when? Murphy, because he starts getting under he gets under Murphy's skin a lot. This one, because right. he's saying like you know talks about his his, uh, his inner need to be loved and how that conflicts with his self proclaimed survivor title. He calls out Amori a Moria bunch, which definitely gets under Murphy's skin. And Murphy is it here where Murphy just says just play the game?
2: That's what Luke said. Yeah, and then he said don't talk to me. You don't want to be he's talking. Like, to yeah, me like that, hit, and before he, he's
1: like before, yeah yeah
3: yeah, and then he says like chess isn't a game or isn't just a game. It's what it, like strategy, strategy yep. and decision making with I'm gonna forget what the actual word is, but
2: was I believe good. he says uncertainty, you know? He's okay, like, there's yeah. uncertainty, you know? You, you have to make moves based on what, what happens next, you know?
1: It's such a good symbolism of, like, Shade Hada's character and just how he operates in this space, and it's awesome.
2: And he loves chess.
1: Yeah. Why would they
0: give him a chessboard, honestly? Did they not <laughs> yeah. expect this mastermind villain to just manipulate people behind yeah. the chessboard? Yeah,
3: why keep his mind fresh by just playing chess all the time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. he he just got the the mind drive ripped out like maybe you'd assume like he's a little kind of messed up in the head like why give him like a brain game that he can play yeah, constantly right.
0: so to kind of close out this scene Murphy is trying just says what What are your intentions and he says win the game and I'll tell you Yeah, which is alluding to if you can best me in this story in Sanctum then I'll tell you, you know, I, like I, I because... love this this chess metaphor for what's just going on in Sanctum and
3: Murphy is just above, in above his head
1: He's just yeah, so confident all, well, in his ability. Yeah, Shade like... Hate
0: is very good at chess, which yeah. alludes to him being very good at, you know, everything.
1: Yep. It's he's a great character. Yep.
0: So, next sanctum scene is at the unification ceremony. This is
1: this this is pretty much going to be a longer scene because it's 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 both the unification ceremony and it seamlessly transitions to the last uh Murphy and Russ Hate right. conversation and it kind of goes back and forth. So, basically what we're going to talk about now is just the rest of the alpha storyline. Yeah.
0: So Imori is ushering in Nelson's parents, we find out, um, and actually we have Jerry takes them to their seats. If you guys <laughs> yeah, the homie, that. our boy Jerry, Jer. a.k.a. Jerry. I loved that callback. But yeah, so Nelson's parents showed up. They were asking if Nelson was going to come, and the last time we saw Nelson, he was conflicted. So we don't know definitively, but Imori assures them that... He will be coming, right?
1: And did you guys just instantly look at Amori's, uh, like her her wrap that went, yeah, yeah, I yeah. her hand? I was like, God, yeah. man, yeah. I thought I like her outfit. I think she looks they good. Need to,
2: but it is also important that the father says to Amori, you know, is Daniel Prime going to be here? I feel more comfortable with his blessing, you know. And she says, oh, you know, Damn. he'll be here at some point. Such he'll be a soon. simp.
3: It's like so ridiculous. I don't know. That just like, especially because what happened, it just gets me heated. Like well, it rewatching it was like, look at this guy. Like, come on.
2: Yeah, and I mean, shade Hayda does explain though. You know why he's he says that. You know because he says you know Kaylee. People thought her she was soft. You know people thought you know she wasn't. Th- they would take Daniel more. You know by and face value. We, we talked about that
1: like how how Kaylee previously even before it was a Mori was trying to do this. Like we yep. t- in the beginning of the episode.
3: Yeah. yeah. Whatever. What your reasons? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, I guess yeah. Get right into Nelson showing up, right? Well, even, I mean, We, Murphy, have, Murphy yeah, we, and, we, we flip back. Oh, you want to flip and back, and back and forth? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, when okay. We get the so, cool.
1: We get the cool Lindsay Morgan transition scene for the chessboard, like the table set up right into the chessboard. Yeah. Right. Vermont, yeah. Oh yeah, it looks so good. So good. So I do
3: so think good. it was like we gotta get these square black tables. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> it's gonna be sick. Trust me. We're Even new man.
3: <laughs> so Murphy and
0: Russ Haida are back in the prison cell. And as the game's progressing, Murphy calls him out. You could have won this game already. Why aren't you getting me? You had a checkmate move, but you went to just put me in check. What's going on? He realizes that Shade Hada, for whatever reason, is stalling him. Uh, we hear gunshots out in the distance. We don't know what's up. No, 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 no. We don't hear the gunshots
1: yet. This is just when when basically Shade Hada just... After he, Shade Hada knows that Murphy knows that he's stalling times, he just kind of like throws the chessboard across and grabs Murphy by, like, the head, throws him down, and puts the, the queen to okay, his neck. Okay, gotcha. And basically saying, Then like, it cuts. Checkmate.
0: Checkmate. Yeah. Checkmate. Gotcha.
1: Exactly. And then we cut back to... to Nelson arriving
0: at Nelson the... Nelson walking into the yeah.
1: unification ceremony. Exactly. Yeah.
3: I got so happy, too. He walks in, like, a little, like, nervous, and Amori's, like, so giddy that he's there. She's, like, explaining how it works to him. And then eventually... Well, very quickly, rather. They walk over and she introduces Nelson to his parents whose names are escaping me at the moment do we know do we remember do think, we care
2: no i don't no, think it's not. Not yeah, important. we don't care
3: so nelson's mom
2: we know nelson's name yeah
3: okay yes we do so nelson's mom is the way you would hope she would react very happy to see him hand on the face we reveal what his real name or i guess what they used to call him was was what sachin Sad,
2: something sachin, like sachin, sachin yeah. which means
3: pure and they hug which is a very so nice moment. moment. Yeah. Too, yeah. So and that. Nelson's reaction was great. I was like, okay, he's not on the fence anymore. Right, like, he's right. on team. Exactly. Like one crew, he's with us. But Nelson's
1: dad. Jesus, man. What a Fuck mean this guy. guy. That's my
3: base. one note. Fuck this guy. But so Nelson is going now to have a moment with his father, which is much more awkward than the beginning of the moment with his mother. Right. His father is about to lean in, but then breaks and says, no, no, this is wrong. You are an abomination. You are all abominations. Everyone's heads turned.
2: And he <laughs> presses on the gas pedal, man. Yeah. Jesus. Dad tries to, like,
0: choke him out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was... It, it goes was right unfast. for the choke. Then
3: Nelson, our boy, keeps that motherfucking thing on him. <laughs> stabs his dad. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah, of course he does. Yeah. It was die
1: or kill your dad. Know. Right.
2: So, I mean, what do you think? Do you think if... Uh, Murphy showed up, it would have changed anything? Yes. Yeah, I for the think dad. So. Okay. Yeah. They I
3: mean they heavily imply that and honestly, I mean it's like a what if scenario, but if it wouldn't, then it kind of ruins the whole shade Hata. Exactly.
1: Right. Like the, the fact that he so was calling So him what made does
2: Murphy does Murphy have to talk him into it or does he just say not? He so What do you think happens the thing in that, that situation?
0: shade hater said was Kaylee's always been soft, only Daniel's voice carries any weight with the true faithful so the reason shade hate is stalling was that shade hate believes that even if murphy was allowed to be at the ceremony then it could have been a success okay because shade hate is rooting for chaos right too, right no i agree thing. with
2: that i just didn't know like yeah he would have to kind of forgive his voice to make him change his mind right to not say yeah. you're an abomination and choke his mm-hmm. freaking son out. yeah dude i crazy. mean geez.
1: i hate the faithful so much like yeah. i stand by my statement that at the at the episode Back in episode five, when Murphy was saying, let's just let them all burn each- themselves. And that basically would have solved so many issues for yeah. our team. Like, what is going on? Fuck the faithful. Why isn't... Like, everyone should want all these bitches dead. Like, especially Trey. Dude, that guy sucks.
3: <laughs> to do the right thing the wrong way makes it the wrong thing.
1: Okay, have you oh. watched this fucking show? Like, we yeah, were Yeah, I know, but now they're, they're turning the, the corner. If it wasn't that was th- a
3: big theme I thought of this episode, was that one crew, our squad, is trying to turn the corner, while the other characters that aren't one crew are making these impulse, revenge, hate field actions.
1: Bro, the Faithful Fuck these need guys. to go, man. They need yeah. to go. No, they stink. If it okay.
0: not for the faithful, anybody. they could have just executed Shade Hater right yeah. away, yep. and yeah. that would have just been one oh. huge problem yep. gone.
3: Sanctum would have been a paradise, then. Yeah. By yeah. now.
1: Well, Nikki still wouldn't have. Ah, they would have wrangled her in. Speaking of Nikki, this is when, right after like the chaos starts going and everyone's screaming because Nelson stabbed his dad, Nick- bang bang! This is when Nikki bang bang comes in and starts shooting the gun in the air, and I th- think we flash back to the chest yes, yep. conversation for the last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. This-, yeah, this is the part where because yeah, where- the
3: gunshots happen at the same or supposed to happen at the same time, right?
1: Exactly. And the second Russell hears or Ross hears the gun sh- shooting, he says, "Now you can call for help." Yeah, Yeah. God. And Murphy squeals like a pig. Yeah,
2: man, so good.
1: I just think like it was just. It was so that just made it so much more powerful of what Russell was doing that whole uh, the whole episode. Like he was as calculated as you thought he was before knowing the end. He was so much even more calculated. It's yeah. just Three D chess. This He's playing chess, time. not checkers. Yeah. So
2: are we in agreement that um, Nelson was still on the fence? Yes. And then this whole situation puts him on Nikki's side. Yeah. That's I'm yeah. I'm in, on team that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: I mean the reaction. Of yeah, a, him would've... walking in the room, clearly nervous right. for a reason, and then B, him and his mother was like a legitimate moment.
2: Yeah. So, when does, does Nikki just take advantage? She's just sitting there waiting? Or she was going to come in no matter what? Like, what do you- what, what... I
1: don't know. That's impossible to know. You know? I mean, yeah. because,
2: you know, she does- she starts shooting the guns was not, if the if the mom thing and the dad thing went well, Nelson would have been on our side, you're saying. Yeah. yeah. You know, one crew side and just help try to figure it She's out. She's got a nose for chaos, maybe. Yeah, She's man. thinking, she knows okay, what's obviously good. this
3: reunification ceremony is a potential powder cake, so this could be our that's, moment. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. 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 And one thing I point. want to talk about that I feel like I want to say is either Jimmy or Kathleen have mentioned it multiple times of how much Russ Hayden knows is from just listening to things. Or does he have a little bit of? OG yeah, Kathleen Russell's brings that Because yeah. how does he? he has, how does he know he has, so he has much about? He has residual knowledge. Because... Yeah. Because how does he know so much about Daniel and Kaylee's relationships with yeah. the Snakdumites? I agree.
0: That's what did it for me. I think yeah. We can safely assume he has Russell's unless memories. Trey, some. Trey.
2: Or yeah, or Lisa. Uh, but then, but Trey,
3: but Trey's not saying him. to him, yeah, like. Oh, you know, Daniel Prime, the strong guy. Yeah. And Kelly Prime, yeah. you remember, obviously, and then Daniel explains prime everything the tron- to him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So Nelson
0: also threatens Amori and starts treating her like he would, like a legit prime, and Nikki talks him off the ledge of that. He was ready to kill Amori right there. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much the last thing that happens, Craft.
1: Nikki was awesome in this scene, honestly. Yeah. Like, she took a huge step up as a mm-hmm. as a villain because she kinda just proved that she's really not as hot headed as I as we thought. Which we kind of got a confirmation on that last episode because after, after, you know, um, Hatch was killed, she didn't just start going crazy. Instead, she was actually missing for an episode. We were wor- like, what the hell? Why wouldn't she have been blowing up? Right. But really, she was stealing the guns, and now this scene even further confirms, like, she, she thinks through her plans. Even though she is wild, she'll kill people, she thinks through her plans, and I, I like that. It's a layered villain that's not just simple killer.
0: She controlled the conversation earlier with Nelson too. I think Nelson was the one that was emotionally kind of unstable, and Nikki was the one that was clearly
1: manipulating yeah. her. Being well, she's. A I mean, more she's a
3: little farther on her journey than him in like finding that new purpose. Yeah.
1: So. And my only flashback to what we were talking about earlier in the beginning of this episode is with Indra missing. Is yeah. like why was guess, yeah. like Knight could have stopped this whole thing if he just did his goddamn job. He was supposed to get the guns back.
3: Well, maybe he's not supposed to, like B-Tom said. Maybe he did go get the guns
1: back, and they convinced him, like B-Tom's brought up last episode. I that was a good point. I hope Knight dies. Honestly, I want to see him <laughs> die on You're screen. Black B-tum. heart, bro. Yeah. yeah. Well, whatever, man. He's, he's been he's been going against Indra, burning all crew, the fades, and then we'll he kill was Knight. not helping with this yeah. situation. Like, where are you at, bro? Come on.
3: So we end the Alpha Sanctum storyline with a perfectly executed heel turn for Nelson. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Man, Unfortunately, dude, the, the acting in in the alpha storyline this episode was just Yeah, they knocked it out of the park.
0: Spearheaded by
1: J.R. Bourne. Oh, He's always, yes, always going to be, yeah.
0: Yeah. So we good with Alpha? We're good. Hell awesome. yeah, brother. Let's go to Bardo and we have Gabriel who is being dragged out by some disciples into another room we find out he's going to meet Anders.
1: I just laughed out loud at Gabriel even trying to pretend to be remorseful about getting his friends caught. I yeah, was just yeah. like saying, "I was just saying, like you suck.
0: Shut up." He was <laughs> yelling back, "Echo, hope I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you, dude." I think he is sorry. He didn't want that to happen. He was put between a rock and a hard place. Hey, you know, he whoa. is
2: sympathetic. I think we'll find out soon when we f- when we-, we didn't see our boy once uh, this whole entire time, Levitt. So the I guess we'll Levitt? find out uh, with Gabriel's motivations and you know if he if, made the right move when we. If we, we find out,
0: out Levitt is bad, that is going to completely validate Gabriel. Yes, so... I see.
1: I almost disagree because like the fact that he like Gabriel right now, like he what, what was the plan when he tried to get them all caught? Okay, let's just stay alive and not just go commit suicide. Yeah. Fine, but it's like how is Levitt? How is Levitt gonna fit into this? Like him having of known Levitt was evil, said so. Let's go into the hands of Levitt's boss. Like I don't see how that helps. Like how that I mean make, how that validates Gab- Gabriel. Yeah, they're and alive, It's also it's
2: also pretty interesting too because if we flash forward a little bit we'll, and we'll get to it later, but we find out that their whole plan is to get them to fight for them anyway. So exactly. why let them die? Why? That's a good you know, point. Why send them to their point. death if Meaning, Levitt is a Levitt's, double agent?
1: Unless Levitt's his own independent, like right. like I don't care about Bart, uh, Like, I don't know. Like what's is, what is going on?
2: Yeah, so it's, it's yeah. So I guess we'll just have to find out.
1: I, basically, uh, where I'm standing is I loved Gabriel all before a couple episodes ago, and now it's just like it's gonna. He needs to do something for me because right now he's a bitch. I
3: trust
2: him. In defense of Maybe. you know this season, there has been a few times. We have said, you know, we're pissed at something, and then they did fix it, or they explained it, and we were okay a couple episodes later. So, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. Yes.
0: So we get a little bit of the Disciples, what would you call it, their religion. They say the stone is a gift from those who have transcended. The shepherd teaches us that winning the last war brings upon something like the final step of evolution. The final evolution evolution of our species.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes. And this is all going to be linked to Clark, Um I just don't know how it's going to be linked to Clark, but my, again, I said it a couple episodes ago, maybe. It just has to be the fact that she is, one, a nightblood, and two, has had the flame. So maybe this final step of evolution for the species is like immortality. But again, that's just only, that's, you can also, do that with just mind drives. You don't even need the flame. I don't know. There's going Well, to be the flame is there.
0: unique for mind drives. I'm just wondering, do they not know? Well, the Bardowans wouldn't know about Shade Hata occupying disciples Bardo's, excuse yeah. me <laughs> yes the disciples wouldn't know about Shade Hata occupying Russell nor would they would they know about Maddie
2: they well yeah they would have not... to know
1: anything that they would know about Clark which they got from the MCAT of Octavia, of Octavia though,
2: though. Well, how far did they get with Octavia? because she no, was in yet. for a whole it other even week yet yeah but we yeah, but yeah, she but was in there. left uh, and there yeah. was a whole another week but she was fighting it so they... we don't really know
1: the, I think you have to. I don't know. I would think it's safer to assume that they that did they get more Maddie information exists. out of Octavian. They do know Maddie exists.
2: Well, she was zombified, man. I, I am not afraid. I am not afraid She's, over and over. So maybe she, maybe they didn't get that far. I mean, Maddie's the key. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, that's what, that's man. why
0: I was even asking is because they have the same traits that you're saying make Clark a good candidate for the key. So yeah. I'm wondering what makes her unique. Aside from the fact that she is a former flame holder, or
1: she also—this is just like a flashback to to literally season two—she would be the only one out of them that grew up on the Ark, which allowed her and everyone that that lived on the Ark for those hundred years to start. To, the reason, like that they that Mount Weather wanted the the hundred so badly right. was because they could. I think it's like. Uh, maybe I'm using the wrong word, like ionize radiation, better than anyone because they were outside the Earth's atmosphere. They could metabolize and it radiation. Yeah, exactly. so
0: they were. Well, Nightbloods have that ability on steroids. Yeah, right. right.
1: So, yeah, but Nightbloods so... existed. Like Lexa was alive. Right. On, like, did Mount I guess Mount Weather just never got a hold of a Nightblood? Maybe, but like, I I don't know. I'm just kind of picking at straws here because like, I mean, Would they sets even Clark know is? that
3: Lexa was a thing?
1: They Knew, yeah, because they tried. She was a target, she was the okay. target with Clark when they bombed, um,
2: uh, D C well, he's yeah. talking about you're like talking about at, the disciples. Like,
3: before the hundred even get there, do the people in Mount Weather oh, know oh. that these grounders are out? Yeah, oh, yeah. With yeah, night yeah. yeah absolutely, 100%. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: They, they, they oh, yeah, because they're, they're literally using them, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, I want to end this because we're speculating about Clark, why Clark might be the key, yeah. and Anders. Gabriel has that same question. Anders says, "Join our cipher team, and you'll understand why we need Clark." Yeah. So Gabriel has the same questions we do. Anders wants him to join like the memory, DM Cap coders or whatever. Team, you know, right. like
2: help decipher the stone. Further. They called it the cipher team. I guess. Yeah. The decipher team. Mm-hmm. And yeah, is this so where, is where this where he gives him a moment with mm-hmm. Orlando. Yeah. Without his face being shown. Yeah,
3: dude. What the
2: hell? Well, I mean. We joke that he's still alive, and we have said it a few times. But I can't even imagine what the point would be I at this point. Think the same exact thing. Yeah. I don't think he's alive. Nah, I just maybe think I'm alone
1: him. in that. But it, what shock value? Like, there's no reason because yeah. he wouldn't even be Team Echo in them because they betrayed the shit out of him. And then led. Yeah, him to right. I mean, the
2: only way it would work would be if they were using him as the double cross on Echo in them, saying, you know, that the whole time he was giving them not enough information. Then he's. Dead in quotes, and then some, I don't know, comes back to, st- yeah. I don't, but I don't think, I just really, at this point, I don't think it matters. I kind of hope he's dead. It, yeah.
3: It is, I mean, Anders says twice, right, that, oh, like Orlando didn't tell you that, or, Orlando I mean, didn't there's teach been a, a
2: lot that we find out that Orlando yeah. didn't tell them. Which I don't know. It just seems though, overly he's,
3: complicated. He's not alive, right? Yeah. I mean, it could just be the injury problem that the actor, they just put a, a body underneath yeah. the sheet and was like, we don't have time to get this guy to come back and pop his face out
1: like kathleen who she she's set on this theory but like again like it it's just like i don't know i wouldn't if even be that a,
0: happy if they found a worthwhile reason to bring him back then that's fine but other than that i don't see what the point is i agree with you yeah. too right
3: la muerta es la vida
0: so next scene uh last <laughs> no, 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 no.
1: Last, last quote from this okay. scene that i thought was pretty important to bring up um Uh, so some they're talking. Gabriel's talking, and basically they say to him, they say, "You've been studying the stone for nearly 150 years, but we've been studying it for nearly a thousand years." Which, you know, another time uh, dilation, another time dilation thing that explains away how like it was only it's only been 250 or 227 years from Clark's and theirs perspective of like how much time has actually passed but what bill bill Kada- could date <laughs> Cadigan <laughs> has been sleeping there for a thousand years i don't really know how that works but it has to just be you know time dilation explains that away right cuz like we did get a confirmation that bill's alive you know so like how is he how have they been cuz he cuz um anders specifically says we've been studying the stone for nearly a thousand years meaning not the bardoans but the disciples And we know that Bill was the reason that the disciples were there now, so it's just like, eh. I hope it's it's just time dilation that's the reason that that number makes sense, but that's pretty much the last part of that scene.
0: Gotcha. So the next scene is not on Bardo, but it's a flashback of Echo, and we finally see a little bit of Bellamy in a flashback on the Ark. Nice
2: and clean shaven. (laughs) And this is for Kathleen's sake, but... Bellamy looks so handsome. He's nice, clean shaven. He's looking good, man. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I was I was hype when I heard his voice before. Like you see the arc, you hear his voice. I was like, thank God. Yeah, yeah. new Bob Morley again, like, and it's a great moment. Yeah, it right. Really
0: is I miss Bellamy, and we finally get an answer to why Bellamy can handle himself exactly. in a fight. The whole reason well, we knew that. Yeah, but yeah we yeah, these know, two, but these two, B Tom's and Jimmy were not showing. About, yeah. It's three years into their time on the arc and they're essentially saying it took you that long to finally uh make me tap out. Right. So Bellamy has for the first time overtook her in hand to hand combat. I thought that was such an awesome like reasoning and, what's, and it's-
2: what's the line with Murphy? He says something about, you know, Murphy's gonna come for the belt, you know, come for the but that means Murphy's training too, which I never ex- saw him. As a, a fighter,
1: I don't think he's ever been put in a situation where he needs well, to
2: fight yet, right? Except for the fact that he's trying to stop Nikki from killing Raven, and he gets she he gets thrown off. Uh, Him and more uh, both get it. thrown off effortlessly, <laughs> and the, and then the other guards have to stop her, but yeah. or the other. Well, he wasn't prisoners. cornered.
3: He's dangerous when he's cornered.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's not gonna beat the shit out of Nikki, bang bang, no you know? No way, yeah, man.
1: But uh, I did. I I'm really hoping that this might be a turn. I know next episode is going to be the prequel episode setup, and right. it's going to be all on Earth. But I hope following that, starting in episode nine going forward, that Bellamy becomes a regular again because, yeah. like, I just love that character, man. Like he's awesome. Like he's so much. He makes Echo better when he's around because like Echo yeah. needs him to be around. Like, and it's just, he he brings a lot of the emotional connection with, he connects Octavia and Clark, like, all that. Like, he needs to come back after I'm starting the, after, to after
2: noticeably nine. miss Bellamy exactly. in the episodes. I mean, we're getting ready to hit once nine happens. We're in the second half. That's
1: what I'm saying. If you he's know? not in the second half of it, I'm like, Dude, that's he kind of hurt the fan base yeah. a little bit. There's just not going
0: to be enough time for him to satisfy what we want from him this right, season. Right. If he only has what would it be, seven episodes to do it? Six? He
1: could do it if he comes back in episode nine. Nine or yes. with the yes. eight Yeah, episodes. that's what I'm saying. But yeah. later
0: than that, it's going to be iffy. Like
1: if he's doing, if they're pulling the thing where he's not there until the last two episodes and saving the day, I'm not going to be happy at all. Right. Yeah.
2: Well, we'll find out. All right. So back to prison part
1: two.
3: But. Shout out, Lindsay Morgan. Another great transition. Mm-hmm. The arc slowly zooms into Echo's eyes. She's laying there. Yeah, that was nice. Right.
0: Was there anything else from the flashback in terms no. of content? That was the first time they hooked up, though. Yeah. It kind of sounded yeah. like that screen. was right. where their romantic yeah. relationship got. Yeah, I mean, they they're they're talking pretty deep were talking about Octavia is my weakness, and Echo says, no, she's your strength. You know, the, it Lo- was a Loyalty
1: was Echo's weakness, and you know, making it explicit that Bellamy was saying, you need to become fully... Loyal to one crew, yeah. right?
3: And I wrote down that he he's grown so much as a person, yeah, it's like crazy.
0: I love Bellamy, man. Yeah, I mean, season one, he was just like the bully of these, yeah, old not hundreds. To, listen,
1: that only is for like four or five episodes. I promise you, you if you go back and rewatch <laughs> the first season, you will like Bellamy so much earlier than you remember. Same with Murphy because Murphy's only sin in the beginning, at least to me, that was worth not forgiving, was shooting Raven, but. Don't attempt me Felemy's to rewatch the this series. <laughs> I'll do it. is the best, and we, I want it. him back ASAP.
0: Definitely. Uh, okay, so now
2: we can go back to Bardo. Not my favorite scene coming up. Um, so this is where we have Echo and Octavia. So, I mean, we find out in this scene or a little bit later that they're locked up together for three months or so, right? Or is that from We find Gabriel. that out from Gabriel. Yeah, Gabriel. Next scene. So but... I guess, I don't know what point in the three months this is, but... You know, uh, Echo's upset. She's got her back turned to Octavia. She's, you know, and then Octavia tries to pull a goodwill hunting and says, "It's not your fault. It's not your fault." <laughs> you know, I, I actually, to be honest, you know, I really hate this scene. I thought it was cheesy. I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was great. Went corny, whatever. The first time, second time, I was a little better with it. I don't know what it was, but I just didn't think it, it fit. I don't oh, know. No,
1: I cringed. I didn't like it. I thought Octavia should should be still showing a little bit signs of the MCAT, uh, you know, torch quote-unquote torture, but she just seems like she's, what, she has to be the leg to stand on out of this group? And like, it's
2: Bellamy is her brother. Yeah. You know, I understand Echo loves him and stuff, but, I mean, I don't really see it making too much sense that Octavia is the one who needs to, to help echo but yeah. well, the only, only thing go yeah. ahead ah! <laughs> so the
3: only thing that i'm thinking of that could possibly make it make sense is that she's kind of Antio now
2: well th- and i did say that's a little kathleen she's actually earlier on
3: that motherly role a little bit with hope i don't know if she would do it with echo but i guess i mean she
2: had 10 years like i mean it's really been to her a long time since blood reina i get it and i did actually the part i did like a lot was when she said like you know, I've been there, and she gives her the hug about that, like saying, you know, pretty much saying like we've all done things, you know, that we don't, you know, we know that Octavia's done things she doesn't, um, you know, like, but otherwise, I don't know. I just thought it was I corny. Mean,
1: I don't even care about that part. Like, she should be a nicer person after her years with Dioza and Hope on on uh, Skyring Beta, but again, like bringing it back, I care more about the fact that there was just no effect of being under. The MCAP treatment for that long, like when they found her, she was like a A zombie, a a zombie exactly. Like, and then she's good. Like, I guess three months, maybe, but she's pretty
3: good when she sees Levitt, talks to Levitt, they run away. Shouldn't have been good there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's Levitt's eyes—they would have knocked me right right, back to consciousness. He's a beautiful guy.
2: (laughs) I mean, and the the cringiest part to me was the "you're my family" two line. Uh, Why? For
3: echo? Only thing I only for that was like. For me, I just wrote that that really ruins any I mean, Clark Bellamy ju- dreams Echo in the future, literally but maybe
2: the, Echo literally has the joke, like, I'm the nightmare in Hope's, like, on the, I'm, yeah. I'm the bad story, whatever it was. Yeah. Like, so for ten years or whatever, when she's with Hope, she's talking shit, and now she's just like, you're my family, I love you, it's yeah. gonna be okay.
1: It's weird, I don't know. I kind of just had to just move past it. Because I think that is... The, is now do we flash to, to Dioza Yeah, and let, let's
3: let's all collectively move past yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, let's go past this one.
1: Because we do flash back to them quickly after this yeah. next
0: scene. So our next Bardo scene is going to be Hope and Dioza. And we finally get this uh, reunion that we said the last episode we didn't get in depth long enough. This is our first extended conversation between Hope and Dioza where they finally get to talk about what they missed in the last 20 years of hope's life and i guess two weeks of dioza's life
3: yeah it's a pretty nice i mean it's typical like mom daughter hope is out here trying to get a plan together to kill all the guards and dioza being the mastermind that she is that we all know and love immediately says like that's not going to work like they're coming in hot with numbers there's no way we can win right Hope's
0: just trying to be cocky, she says. We have me, Echo, Antio, and no, you. No, no, no. No, is that the next one? Way too That's way, one? Too, yeah. late. That's okay, way gotcha, too late. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, Never mind that. But then.
1: yeah, no. This is this is. I thought this scene was fantastic compared yeah. to uh, the, what we just yeah. saw with Octavia yeah. and Echo. Like, there's just so much weight in this conversation. Um, we do find out that Hope is now 25. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like Hope's Hope has all these you know, immature thoughts that Dioza herself would have had. Like, she's thinking about how to escape, like, we're gonna jump these guys as soon as they walk through, and Dioza's just kind of, like, there's a lot of really good, subtle acting by Dioza in these two scenes. Um, and she just, like, the way she looks at her, you can just tell, like, she's been missing her child, but she wants her to, to not act stupid. Like, she doesn't want her to get everyone killed. Um, she's mad at I mean, her. yeah,
2: I was gonna say, she's pissed Yeah, at, you know? Yeah.
3: Which I thought, I mean, I guess I kind of get it, but it- Fairly whack dance from Dioza.
2: Because is only thinking, like,
3: she she's not really getting the whole time dilation thing exactly. at that point. Right. I That's right. know, because, like, like, Hope's been away for a little bit. For Hope, it's been a long time. Dioza it hasn't been that long.
1: Because her plan was she was going to escape and then go get Octavia, then go back to Beta. But she yeah. didn't know that that time that would have happened yeah, how long was, it was all take this her. time that was passing. That's why uh, Hope's 25 now.
3: Yeah. yeah. And then Hope hits her with the, you're just pissed that I became a killer like you. Yeah.
1: Which mm. takes us right into the conversation about which Gabriel brought up back in, I think it was like episode three when, maybe it was episode two, when um Gabriel basically just dropped the knowledge that Dioza was a terrorist back You're on the right. Earth days. Freedom fighter. Freedom yeah. Freedom fighter.
2: I mean, something they also said that I was a little surprised, you know, when she asked Hope who taught her to fight, was it Echo? And she says no. No, no,
1: no. She said she had... She's like, I've trained for 15 years under two disciples, and the last five years have been with Echo. So the first ten, obviously, being Dev, was training mm, right. her up. And then the last five were with, you know, Echo, Gabriel, and... Orlando. Or Orlando, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, and she's, but she says, no, my father, Dev, taught me.
1: That was a weird line. I
2: wasn't expecting that. I didn't... I mean... I just saw him as a mentor. I didn't really, you know, throw in the father line. I she guess. was young, but she was ten. She yeah, was, she yeah, was it, young. I think with guys, and she never had,
0: had a, you know, real dad. She never had a male in her life. Yeah, right. It, it would be weird. Male. It would be weird if they were spending that much time together and he didn't occupy a paternal role. That's true. I would say like that was a very logical. <laughs> yeah, thing. they're
3: just bros. They're bros. <laughs> <laughs> they're just bros throwing knives.
1: But I think that is what takes us, maybe it's the second time you come back to this, maybe it's right after, but that's what eventually gets us, weaves us towards the McCreary name drop, which yeah. we haven't gotten in a while. So I be- could
3: not think of his name for the life of me. Dude,
1: I loved Dios's talk. Like, she just of ca- like, casually just says, like, yeah, like, I had sex with him to take over the yeah, crew. Yeah, she's like, and like you, you, just- want,
2: you want adult answers? I'll give you yeah, adult I answers. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was awesome, because what? Yeah.
1: McCreary was a fucking savage Dioza at the time was a fucking savage. Like, it's just it's just so crazy to see the character development of where Dioza is right now and how much hope has affected her.
0: I always forget McCreary as her technically her dad because yeah. he was crazy. He was just my god. Dioza was
3: dropping fire quotes. Yeah. This whole time. To be honest with you. She but really the, was. Yeah. The biggest thing for me, I mean I guess it's Fairly obvious, but it's just that Hope is just struggling to get Dioza to not see her as a Mm 10-year-old. And just, like, pleading for her to see her as a woman. Well,
0: think of it as, like, we all have mothers, you know? Like, our moms are always going to see us as their kids. And Hope even says, like, Mom, I've been gone for 20 years. Like, look at me, I'm 25 years old. And Dioza just says not to me. Like... I mean, I, she, I,
2: you you don't just get used to that that quickly. Yeah. She calls her little one like five times during, you know? the, and, and the, then she, she kills it her during ass. the fight. Too. Yeah,
1: another great like little subtle acting there is. I forget what part of the conversation it is, but they're both sitting down at the table, and like Hope is saying some serious things to Deos, and she's just like looking at her and like puts her hand on her cheek and is just like admiring her daughter and stuff. Like it's just two mindsets at the same time because she's still trying to make sure no one dies. Which takes us eventually into her proposition to Hope, saying, if you can put me on my ass right now, I will help you escape. And if not, then you're basically going to shut up and listen to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. Dioza's
3: got to teach her some things. She knows this. Hope's not super willing to learn right now, but Dioza's coming with the pain.
1: Hope thought
0: she had a shot, and Dioza just puts her in her place. It was awesome, and just shows us how... Dios is a good fighter. She's a badass. Man. She, she's
3: awesome. For my money, she's the best one v one fighter in the show. We'll
0: and we did
1: we did miss the um the the one quote when when Hope basically says after the first time Hope's giving her escape plan, Dioza shuts it down, and then she goes like, "How did you get out of here?" And basically, she just says like, "Yeah, like I ripped a man's jugular off his neck, and then I scooped his uh, his, his eyeball, eyeball out with a spoon and used it in the retina scanner." And it was just like she just dropped that,
2: and she's like, uh, "Can't do that again. Can't do that again."
3: Dioza <laughs> doesn't do bullshit. She's God, just straight Deoza to your face. So much. Yeah.
0: Hope. Tries to like call her out and is in a way asking for these adult answers. And Dioza tells her straight up, H- "How much do you really know about me? Like, do yeah. you want to know all the shit that goes into me being a terrorist? Like, do you want to know these things about your
1: mom?" Right.
3: I want to know more about the Battle of San Francisco.
1: Maybe we'll find out.
3: That was a pretty, pretty random. Cool. Li- yeah, pretty true. Cool. That yeah. was a pretty li- random little drop. If I'm honest.
1: Happened in uh, 2041. Yeah.
3: So I guess I I mentioned some fire quotes that she was dropping. I, I just wrote down especially two of them that I thought related both to this episode and The 100 as a, a series, uh, which is uh, doing the right thing the wrong way isn't the right thing, mm-hmm. and then uh, Revenge is a Game with No Winners, Okay, which is, I just thought, especially Revenge is a Game with No Winners, playing perfectly almost in line with what the hell Nikki Bang Bang and Nelson are going towards right. as this episode's going on. I just thought that that was so true. a really nice quote.
1: And I think... The last thing we get before we flash back to Echo and Octavia is the actual, you know, Dioza issues the challenge saying, like, kick my ass or put me on my ass and I'll help you. Dioza beats the shit out of her and then they get to talking again and Hope ends up saying – this is what, Brian, you were saying earlier – basically she deals with saying like you really think we could take on an army and hope says with octavia echo you and me i like our chances and i the reason i like that line so much is she does not include gabriel in that line because gabriel is now an enemy to to our <laughs> that, fucking squad and that's i funny. think i personally am in with that he redeems
0: himself fuck gabriel he's gonna i have to believe that because i, I like do Gabriel do, do. so he much he has but to but still that's like, a good catch that that's He's already been excommunicated from one crew.
3: And we finally get the moment of, like, pure raw emotion mm-hmm. about the two of them finally being reunited and Hope speaking on what it was like when Dioza left that I was kind of begging for last episode when we talked about how the reunion was awkward and yeah. fell flat a little
2: bit. Yeah. So I'm glad that we
3: got that as well.
1: There was that cringe mommy line in this between them oh, two. come on.
2: Yeah. yeah, and she says, all I want to do is go back to the way things were, but we can't.
0: Yeah. It was sad. So, are we done with the Dioza Hope stuff? Ready yep. to yeah. One last to... thing. Okay.
3: Dioza's about to fuck some shit up. Yep. Oh,
0: yeah. Absolutely. So, the next scene we get on Bardo is back to Octavia and Echo, and this is where Echo gives herself the scars. Mm-hmm. Um, Her back is turned, Octavia seems that she's under some sort of distress, and she's just... Acting kind of crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. She just her textbook bottoming out sort of stuff, giving her self-face. I, I don't well, know. That was that
1: was a tradition of um, the Ice Nation as Gator right. crew. Yeah. yeah, she yeah.
3: turns around, hits her with it. You want to know? how I got these scars, <laughs> 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 and it's way worse.
2: Yeah, and Echo pretty much says to Octavia, She's like, Listen, we're sitting here. And Octavia says it was saying it too. Like, we're sitting here, we're comfortable, you know, we're not prisoners, we're recruits, you know. If you know, if, and she says, "If I know anything about war, you know they want us for this war." You know, and then she bangs on the door and says, "We're ready to fight for you." Door opens automatically. That's. I like that Echo is able to
0: put that together. Like, how how did yeah. she kind of figure that out? That was a very kind of. Well,
1: I mean, that I don't was know, third like, eye, eye way of thinking. Treat it like shit. Like they were, just waiting until they were basically it was like a mini penance, a mini uh, yeah. I mean, beta. I mean, I
2: mean, like literally, Echo's a warrior. Yeah, you she, know, she, she's so she knows it. the deal. Yeah, you know, she I mean, knows she, the deal. What war is like. Was well, the
3: one last episode? I'm thinking, yeah, it was definitely last episode that. Here's Octavia say, it, boom, knife right
2: in the neck." Yeah, yep. like, I mean, she, yeah, Echo. When it comes to that kind of stuff, is smart. Yeah, she knows that's what her the stuff deal
3: right is. there. Yeah, but is it
2: coincidence that they open the door immediately, or like? Yeah, right. Because they open it for Hope and DS. Yeah, because <laughs> exactly, they roll well, those two I right mean, out Andrew, too.
1: Anders does them. say, "Like, are we all on the same page?" Basically, yeah. like but which my thing is like cuz Octavia says like we'll fight your war whatever it's skipping ahead to that part of course yeah. like when I, I just can't believe that Anders would be dumb enough to trust them and like be like okay we'll train you to disciples then we'll fucking put you in an, our, our army it's like how after seeing all the things he saw in Octavia's memories with the mcap like you can't possibly think that 3 months or whatever they've been in those prison cells is going to be enough to tra- to turn blood Raina into a disciple I think he This has to be a plan. I think he
3: sees in them the the capacity they have for loyalty is insane. Yeah. And that's what the whole society is built on. It's the collective over the individual. Okay. So I don't know, maybe he's thinking that.
2: He actually says, We'll make you a disciple, right? Like Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say because it's one thing to say like you're gonna fight for us and another thing to say you're gonna be a disciple. You know, you can convince maybe Octavia to fight for you, but I can't imagine, like you're saying, Octavia's like, yeah, okay, I'm going to join the cult pretty much.
1: He knows too much. He at least, at minimum, knows seasons one to four of The hundred, which you guys (laughs) should all watch. I like how you put it like that. That's funny. No, but he he does. Like, he knows. Like, they're, like you're saying, their loyalty is, like, to each other is the way. You can't just, like, break that down and be like, all right, you're part of our society now. Let's go fuck up Clark and them. Also, Echo
3: rolls out looking like that. Yeah, and I would have been uh, like, yeah. "This
1: bitch, I don't think we want
3: her." Yeah.
2: <laughs> but can you imagine? Let's talk about this real quick, though. Like, and I and you know, we'll f- flash forward to your bankill kill, Mary later. But all the best fighters are females in this in this show, and that's awesome. Like, literally, we have we have. I mean, if you are gonna rank them, I mean, Russ No, no, really no I am just saying. No, I am just saying. But like other, but really though, if you are gonna think about all the best fighters, who's better than the females? That's a male right now, besides Russ Hader.
1: No one, because Bellamy is probably the best male fighter, and he's not better than any of them.
2: Right. Nelson's better than Bellamy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, he's
1: not. Come on. <laughs> give me that. Got, I mean, Hatch, I We've think. only
0: seen him fight once, and he got handled.
2: Maybe Slash Hatch. Chad, we'll, we'll ask Chad how good he is. All right, moving on, right? Last scene. Yep. So we ha- we're back at the anomaly stone, and we have Gabriel and his cipher crew working on the anomaly stone, and this is where they say it's been three months. Um, that's so I jumped the- jumped the gun a little bit earlier on that.
1: What he says is Gabriel goes, he's basically he's like looking exhausted. He's like, oh, it's hmm. been I've been entering code for three months. I'm losing my mind, and my first thought was, I wish I just had the rock meme, and just put it right in his face, where he goes, shut up, bitch, yeah. fuck, yeah. Gabriel, it, man, it I'm not here for matter. any complaining, like, I'm not here for him complaining, I don't feel bad for you, I hope, I hope it's been a terrible three months, honestly.
2: <laughs> oh, but, uh, so this is where, this is where he's saying, like, what have you guys gotten in that, or is that earlier? No, no it's here, yeah. That's here. The that's yeah. here. Here. guy's <laughs> response is really funny. That is hilarious, Yeah. When he's like, oh, uh, the last time we had any kind of uh, big thing happen was uh, before I was born. yeah,
1: the last time new code was discovered was before I was born. It was a good one. It was the 10-digit code that allows us to harness the power of what you call the anomaly. So that – how I decided to link that and have that make sense somehow was maybe – before they got that specific 10-digit code is the last time they were using the magic wands from a couple episodes ago. Okay. And so now that's why, like, they're out of date because it's been that whole Asian coder's life, life since they needed it.
3: Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. So that
1: kind of makes sense because I was a little thrown off. I was like, wait, so you only, you guys have been studying the stone for a 1,000 years and you've only just gotten this right before his he was born. I was like, I guess, but the magic, the the wand makes it kind of make sense. Right. Yeah.
2: Okay, and then, Bam. Here comes our Nicara crew, right? Yeah. Clark- also,
3: this is something. Excuse me. Ah, no. Go ahead, say it.
0: I was just gonna say, yeah, Clark and company show up, but that's really all I had. to say Yeah, because I was just
3: gonna say we commented on this when we just watched earlier that the woman with the the eyepiece, yeah, the monocle, whatever it is, says we need some disciples in here. Yeah. Which is just a little bit of right, odd and we just they were all disciples. Yeah, exactly. That was right. our assumption.
1: Because that's what Orlando specifically said. He said the the planet of Bardo is a fortress of a thousand like disciples that are all loyal to everyone's the Shepherd, a warrior, basically. pretty much. He everyone's said. a warrior disciple. So they yeah. shouldn't
2: need a disciple. They could fight if they need to. So maybe but he don't was know. just hyper, like a hyperbole. Weapons, but, but yeah. yeah. But uh, did anyone else notice that like when Clark shows up, Gabriel's like coldish, mesmerized, like "Oh, we've been waiting for you." You know, he literally you didn't you didn't notice that? He literally... I didn't notice that at all. Really. Mm-hmm. Replay it. Yeah, well, he drop
1: li- in Levitt's evil. It's Gabriel's evil. I'm not. No, but it, yes! I think it's. No, I'm I'm I
2: funny. think he bought into what they're trying to say, and he's literally. He literally was like, "Oh, we've been waiting for you." Like the same. Like. Oh uh, yeah, I did pick
0: up on yeah. that. Like the brainwashed faithful. Yeah, right. Looking guy, like yeah, he was buying into the Bordeaux yes, principles. Yes, yes, I, got, yep. I did catch that
2: same thing.
3: I mean, honors did say. I mean, whatever, like, work with us, like, look at our knowledge, share your knowledge, and you'll know why.
2: (laughs) Whatever he said, Gabriel bought into, whatever, about Clark, so. And obviously, Gabriel recognizes Clark, he
0: name drops her, and there's some fangirls in the background saying, it's the key, it's her. Yeah, Because everybody knows Clark, um... Yeah, so then we get the Anders scene, right? No, no, no. no, no, no. Raven no, no, no. drops no, no, no. the all-important uh, question let just, of... Let me just quickly bitch okay. again
1: real quick. Of They they roll through the anomaly with their guns With the guns. Out. Yeah, why, I knew you were going to say that. Why? Why? Because they need them.
3: It's a, it's a very strong need, and you get to keep it.
1: I guess. Yeah, that's what it is. That's why they needed the iPad for yeah, a second.
3: Gabriel knew he needed it. Yeah. Echo was like, didn't care so much for the gun.
2: Okay, fine.
3: Yeah, there we go. I'm
2: pissed. Is that all you have to well, say no, about that? Well, no, so Gab- to... <laughs> yeah, Gabriel says that he's been waiting. They've all been waiting, and then he just drops the the big, they say, where's, you know, where, Does he, do they ask him? Rave where's him, yeah. Yeah, and then he says, Echo and Octavia are here, but uh, sorry, bro, Bellamy's dead.
1: Yeah, I mean, also, I'm not sure how much it even matters or how consistent they're going to be with this, but we do also get confirmation that Nakara falls in between Alpha and Bardo in terms of like distance from the the black hole, because that's the only way that it would have made sense for them to go from Nakara to Bardo without helmets and losing their memories, because it had to be a faster time dilation. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, so it do, was yeah,
3: nice beginning of the Bardo and the episode when, uh, apparently Orlando's body is going to be the body that they find at the end of last episode with the symbol on it.
1: Yeah. And then this is I think there's there's pretty much, you know, they find out Bellamy's dead, Clark has her scene where she's, you know, really upset. And then we get the final scene of the episode. And this is where I'm just gonna take my yeah, victory I was lap say, real take quick it from So we're seeing Anders. He's walking through um the Barter Fortress and he's going right to the elevator. I think he gets on at floor like ten or something like that. Yeah. And then he clicks floor thirteen. And I think that's supposed to be symbolic because you know, like they're supposed to be level 1 to 12. Like, that's how both the second Dawn cult and uh, the Disciples were always, like, talked about. Like, level 12 is the highest level, you know? So, of course, 13 would be, like, the next one up, like, the secret floor. He
3: takes the, the retina scan, right? Yeah, yeah. It's only his it's eyeball. It's only him, and yeah, then later we sense. see
1: just his hand is the only thing yeah, that Yeah, that makes a lot of so, sense. So when he gets off the 13th floor, um, as he's walking into the main room, like, you see in the background real quick, you see a picture, and it's just a it's just a straight picture of polis the um the basically where we spend a lot of season three and season four in the earlier seasons where um the the bunker was right Um, all the chipped people
3: are climbing up trying to get to exactly so that right
1: away i was just like yep i knew as soon as i saw that picture i was like we're going right for the cryo chamber and then he moves over to we see kind of like a sealed the cryo the cryo sleep bed Um, And then it has the symbol of the second Dawn cult that we saw, um, you know, way back when. And it starts to he. The only way you can open this cryo chamber is clearly through Anders' handprint, which he puts right on it. And it starts slowly opening up backwards. And right there you see William Cadigan. Cadigan. And we see the... I think Lindsey Lindsey Morgan referred to him as the big baddie caddy, <laughs> and this is going to be our final villain of the hundred.
2: That's what we think. That's what are we, we think.
1: sure he's a villain though? Yes, hundred percent. He's the um. one that burned Becca Franco at the stake, and it's it's the the important thing that I took from this scene besides the confirmation of my theory that I've been saying since episode two is. The first thing that that Bill says to Anders is he says "You again," and so right away we know that um, he's been asleep for a while, but he ha- he he has been woken up within Anders' life because he recognized Anders. But Anders gives drops his name there, so mm-hmm. basically Bill hasn't been around like he's just been waiting for this final war to come to fruition. And now we got confirmation now that Clark's there. Like it, this is this is end game time.
2: Right, you said the didn't start, but I have some news about the key. We have the key.
1: Exactly. So we we get the second dawn cult confirmation, boys. Hell yeah, brother. Hell
2: yes. Take your lap, bro. Take it.
1: And I I am going to say that the only reason I picked up it was a complete it was complete luck that I went down this rabbit hole, but the only reason I I formulated this theory so early in the series, I I was talking about it back in episode 2 is solely because Becca Brec- Becca Prometa was in the episode. So when she was on the iPad that that Gabriel was looking at, that like drove me to go down the rabbit hole of Becca's backstory in the wiki and then I started remembering about the second dawn Colt looking at the levels and that just kind of started clicking and I was just spitballing. If you go back to the earlier episodes, you'll hear like I was not super confident in the beginning, but I got more and more confident as the episodes were going on and now I'm just hyped because this seems like a really good satisfying final villain that just kind of full circle the whole series. We're going to get an Earth villain as, like, the final bad guy, which is dope. And I don't know how Shade Hate is going to play into this, but I can't wait to see. And it looks like next episode is going to be awesome.
2: Oh, yeah, 100%. I just think it's a little ballsy to uh, have the second Dawn be, like, the big bad of the series finale, just because, you know, a lot of people online, including some of us, were just like, what's going on? Like, I think we all did because of Luke, you know? We were all ready for it. But there's plenty of people online that I was reading were just saying, we, gotta, we have to go back, we have to figure out what the heck this is, you know. But, I mean, I, li- I like it a lot, it's just...
1: Yeah, I think this is going to connect somehow, like we talked about earlier in this episode, this has to connect to somehow Maddie's memories and, like, why she's drawing these pictures. It's going to connect to the Earth Anomaly Stone and the origins of the second Dawn cult tra- traversing the universe over to uh Planet Bardo, so... It's just going to be—I hope I hope that if they do it well, it's going to be awesome. Because, like, I'm already—the concept is awesome.
3: Yeah. I yeah. mean, we're we're also setting up for a nice little Jaha callback.
1: Yo, they're someone's so good, good at getting older actors back. Yeah, like, someone's going to bring him up. Man.
2: At least a name drop. We got Alexa name drop this episode. Mm-hmm. So good. Well, we're going to get the name drop just because we saw in the trailer for next episode, Clark is saying, what the hell are you doing here? And she only knows about him because of Jaha, right?
1: I think so, yeah. Because
2: Jaha what back in season three or whatever was showing her on the nice little iPad. Yeah. The second dawn and the, the Colt yeah. and everything.
1: Hopefully we get a Chris uh showing next episode. You guys remember Chris, the guy who uh the released Allie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be a cool throwback. I doubt they'll get that actor who's been in it for like ten seconds, but it would be cool. <laughs> it'd be cool if they got
2: him. Well, I mean Bill Cadigan, you know, he ten hasn't se- been around right. freaking ever, you know, and they're the same actor, so Good for him. Yeah. They, I mean
3: yeah. do you think they knew? I don't know. And they talk to him like, "Hey,
2: hey bro, be ready in 5 years." <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: I mean, sh-
1: I mean, the first time you do see him, it's like through a screen. So it's never even you never even see his actual like direct actor, which is even cooler. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So like, it might I am hoping Maybe it's, it's the same I actor.
2: Maybe yeah, I don't I thought it was, but I don't know, I
0: can't confirm that. The same actor that staged for the picture on the iPad? It wasn't a well, picture, no, it was a, it was him video, giving uh, a speech. It was, okay. like a, gotcha. it was like an older video. Yeah, you know, gotcha. like they
1: kind of blurred it, but it, it looked He's exactly a like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, nice. yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that wraps up the episode, right? I can't wait for next episode. Yeah, that's going to be a really cool one. It should, it should set the stage for the next prequel season yeah. that should be coming. I'm just next so excited
3: to see Earth before the OG Prime Fire and... The nuclear war, all that stuff. I'm
0: excited to see Becca.
3: Yeah, true that.
1: <laughs> I, dude, she's, like, my favorite. Because, like, in my rewatch, I'm, like, getting all into the Becca storylines, and it's just... She's amazing. She's awesome. She made so she. Yeah, I am. I'm in love with her. She's great. But uh, that kind of transitions me right into our last segment, Bang, Kill, Marry. But this one's going to be a little bit different. We're going to use Bang, Kill, Marry concepts, but we're going to apply it to the fighting styles of three characters. And so our three choices today are Diosa in her prime, Octavia or Blood Reina, if you consider that her prime, and then of course Shade Hada. So I wanna know what you guys think. You're gonna bang one, kill one, marry one. Oh and we're my gonna goodness. we're gonna start off hot with the quick take of B-Toms. Brian, what do you got for us?
0: This is the first time I'm hearing it. Uh, Right away, I want to marry Shade Hada's fighting style because that's the most reliable, I think, until proven otherwise. He handled Nelson, who I think is a capable fighter, so I think he is the best one-on-one fighter in the show. Until proven otherwise, I am going to bang Dioza's fighting style because... It was just so awesome. That would be a fun bang. Like, she was throwing knives. She was just, like, taking out disciples left and right. And I know you're gonna... into that,
2: dude.
0: Yeah, 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 right. Uh, but I'm going to kill Octavia's fighting style by process of elimination. I still have love for
1: Octavia and her fighting style, but uh, she's the odd man out. Wow. This is a tough one. I'll go next, then. So, I'm actually going to probably be the only one that kills Shade Hata's fighting style. Mm, yeah. And the reason being is the only people we've seen him really mess up in a, in a quick fight have been who? Murphy and Nelson. Mm-hmm. So while he moved extremely quickly and it was super efficient, like the style was obvious, he can fight. He can fight. But from what I've seen from Dioza, especially highlighted in the last two episodes, I'm marrying Dioza's fighting style. I think she's just like... She'll get it done no matter what, and I just, you know, the jugular neck thing just does it for me. Whatever. Octavia's gonna be the bang because I think she's just one of the best with a sword in her hand. I don't I don't, I don't even know if Dioza or Hata could take her if it came sword-to-sword combat, but I'm gonna bang Octavia and kill Shadehada.
2: Alright, I'm ready to go here. So, I'm marrying Shadehada, and mm. I'm gonna be kind of the opposite of what you're saying because when he did what he did, he did it with one arm, but... Where I'm going to go with that is that, you know, he's the Dark Commander because he made everyone kneel. And there had to be something about him that made everyone scared. And from what we saw, you know, like you said, it wasn't too many... It was two people and it wasn't, like, great fighters. But I just think that because he was so... He's respected by Indra, like, all that kind of stuff. I'm going with Marion, Shade Hada. Um, Now, the next two... I think I'm going to go with, like length of time that they've been killers. So I'm going to go with Dioza for the marry because she's bang. been a... Or ba- bang, I'm sorry. Because she's been a killer way longer than Octavia. So I'm just going to, you know, take that. You know, I don't I, I don't know who's... I'm going to say Dioza's a better, I I would think, but I'm just going to go with because Dioza's been a killer for longer, I'm picking her. Octavia, sorry. So,
3: I think we're going to all have different ones.
2: So I
3: going to marry Diosa's because Diozzi kicks ass, and like Jimmy said, she's been a killer for basically her whole life. Uh, I'm going to bang Shade Hada, because while he did kick Nelson's ass with one arm, um, Nelson at that point was a fairly easy opponent for someone who's experienced fighting, because like he says to him, like you're just pure anger and emotion. Like He knows that he's just going to charge at him wildly, so that's a fairly easy uh, win for him. And when you're saying we haven't seen him fight anybody, I mean he won a conclave. Yeah, right. And so, and like Jimmy said, he made everybody kneel. So there's definitely some extra sauce there with Shade Hayter. So I'm gonna marry him, and then by process of elimination, <laughs> Octavia, unfortunately, is gonna get the axe. Who also
1: won a conclave.
3: Yeah, but
2: <laughs> uh, it was. She but got some help. Under questionable yeah. conditions, I would say. I mean, Octavia obviously kicks ass. And I'll, I also want to say, it's interesting you said that about Shade Hayta Dioza did the same exact thing to Hope, saying she's fighting with revenge. Yeah. You know? So that's very interesting, too. So,
0: so that's going to do it for Bang, Kill, Mary and the episode. We're going to be following Season 7 of The 100 Weekly with a podcast after every episode. Next up is Episode 8, titled Anaconda. Also, be sure to listen to our Binge With Us series covering the star show Spartacus, where two of our hosts have never seen the show and two are re-watching. Our final episode for season one, Blood and Sand, will be dropping sometime next week. As always, if you like what you heard, give Town TV a follow on Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our show on Spotify and the Apple Podcast app. Once again, we are Town TV, and thanks for listening.
1: Shout out Lindsey Morgan. Yeah, boy!